0: Welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD Podcast.
1: Hi, everyone. Hi, Alana.
0: Hi, Sam. I have the funniest thing to say that we did last week that is so on brand. I said I'm moving in 10 days, right?
1: And it means nothing to me. Not that you moving doesn't mean anything, but I don't. I don't count. I don't know on a calendar what 10 days is.
0: The fact that we both were so... Wrong. we both, okay, the beginning of the podcast, we said, I'm moving in 10 days. End of the podcast, we said, next time we're talking to you, I'm going to be in my new
1: place. And it's like, no, not at all. I just want everyone to know, um, Alana is not in her new place. (laughs) (laughs) We record every week. I don't know why we thought
0: that. Like, both of our sense of time is just completely non-existent.
1: (laughs) And you did the same thing to me that I did to you, which is, I'm in California right now visiting my parents. And Alana was like, when are you leaving? And I told her I leave on Sunday. Like, I think I've said this and typed it out. And I was like, I knew in my brain, I was like, neither of us is going to remember this. To be honest, my mom texted me on Saturday and was like, are you all ready? And I had the audacity to respond, oh, for what? Like, I forgot what I was supposed to be ready for. I love that we were both so
0: confidently wrong.
1: So You just go into the unknown with confidence.
0: The two times that exist are either now or not now. And there's nothing else that
1: exists. (laughs) That's hilarious. The only two times that exist for me, that is so true, is right now and not right now. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure same with our listeners. I do that with work. And I think that's just a fancy way of saying procrastination. If Mm. I do not have to do it right now, I will not do it right now.
0: For sure. I mean, we're definitely motivated as ADHDers. We're definitely motivated by urgency and deadlines and that's just how it is. And so if that's not there, then yeah, if that's not there, then who knows what, what time it is, where we are, what we're
1: doing knows. Sometimes I don't even know where I, well, and right now, Austin is on a different time zone than San Diego is on a different time zone than DC. So I'm trying to like coordinate this with you. And guys, both of us were so tired today. Neither of us slept well last night. It was seriously like two hours of us texting each other every 15 minutes saying, can we push it back by 30 minutes? I'm still napping. And I eventually had to call you to get you out of bed.
0: I know. I was really not feeling well. It was like in the middle of a a deep sleep. And I was just like, I have to get up. It is the middle of the day.
1: I don't don't do that a lot,
0: but I definitely needed the sleep
1: oh, I nap all the time. And it all, like, literally 5% of the time, it makes me feel better. The other 95%, I'm like, I just should not have done that. But I still yeah. keep doing it multiple times a week. Because it starts our whole cycle again, the whole REM cycle. And you know, someone, someone called me last week and was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, you know, working. They were like, no, you're napping, aren't you? It's <laughs> like, no, I was definitely napping.
0: Absolutely not. Yeah, like that's weird. Why would I do that? That's so funny. Um, so, anyways, so I I you moved. Set out the move. I I'm so excited. But yeah, I moved this week. <laughs> it
1: wasn't wasn't yes, last week. This is our last episode. This is, our own house.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, for those who are new, I'm moving to New York City. I'm so excited. I am just packing and getting rid of so much stuff. I'm really trying to use this as a way to start fresh and have a lot less things. I'm done having so many things. Like I've always looked around and I'm jealous of the people that have less things. It seems
1: just so much better. You say that now, and then you're going to move into your new apartment. And then the next time you move apartments, you're going to be like, how did I get so many things? Oh, I'm sure. I have so many things and I do not need all of those things. And you know what the thing is too? None of my things are particularly nice. I can name on one hand hand, the stuff that is nice in my apartment. One of them is my bed frame. One is a pair of earrings I got. You know, it's like I could do away with literally everything. That's why I want to find... A handsome man to sweep me off my feet and buy me all of my furniture from like CB2 or Pottery Barn. Can you keep your eyes peeled for those? There's a couple in New York I've heard. For sure. Yeah. Like can... handsome men willing to spend their life's fortunes on making my interior decorating dreams come true. I'll, I'll make your interior decorating dreams come true. So yeah, me. you can be my handsome man.
0: Yeah, we don't need a man for that.
1: feel <laughs> like I'm coming out of the phase of like wanting a bunch of clothes and more into wanting to buy... Like one thing that's a little more expensive, as opposed to four things that are very cheap. And I can't Mm -hmm. always do that, obviously, but like I like, I want to be more intentional, I guess, about where I'm spending my money because I don't have a ton of it and stuff is so expensive and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. It's just hard being an adult.
0: (laughs) It is. It's so hard being an adult. And I'm really trying to, cause where I'm at now, I have accumulated a lot of stuff from my like childhood mm-hmm. home, you know? And yeah. so yes, I'm going to, I think it's part of my personality to always accumulate some things, but it's like, I have to set a different norm for myself because it's just too much. I don't want to have these piles of things that I don't know. Like I want to be able to know in my head, everything that I own, I'm tired of not Doing that. So that's what my own personal goal is in my life right now with this move. So I will keep you guys updated because.
1: Yeah, you don't need to keep anything from third grade. Right. Or like, you know
0: jeans or something that just, like, is probably never going to fit again? Like, why? I just don't need it. I
1: do that all the time. I'm like, well, I don't fit into this skirt right now, but what if I do in a couple years? And I'm like, At, in a couple years? it's just stupid.
0: <laughs> well, in a couple years, if you fit into the skirt, we can always just buy a new skirt.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's also, like, that puts, like, this... I always used to do that with clothes where I would size down and I would be like, this is motivation. And it's not motivation. It just it's makes good. me feel really sad.
0: Exactly. And it's yeah, it's actually just the opposite of what we should be doing, which is buying stuff that makes us feel good and doesn't right. force us to, yeah, like fits us right now. That's so important.
1: So today we're talking about something that I struggle with so much I feel like I say that every episode. I'm like, oh, this really affects me.
0: <laughs> but then again, that is why we're talking about it. it. Does,
1: <laughs> But we're going to talk and this was your idea. And I think it's so good. And it's so timely with what you're going through. Um, We're talking about life transitions. So big, small, starting new jobs, moving new cities, making new friends, new relationships, stuff like that.
0: Definitely. I think it's really common in the ADHD community to talk about task initiation like getting start how difficult it is to get started on things and you know to get the ball rolling and to you know create routines and everything but i think that we forget that the same exact thing is being able to close something and start something else right like transitioning from whether it's like one thing to another one task to another one big you know place that we're one job to another a place that we're living to mm-hmm. another all that stuff it's just these transitions it kind of goes against the way that our minds work. And so I wanted to kind of just talk about that and share a few tips to how we can work through it because it's if hard. Ask,
1: yeah. If you ask either of my parents, they will say by far what's, so if you said to them, what's the one thing that Sam struggles with? It is change. They say it all the time. And I specifically remember, so my mom is from New York and so she's been a camp kid her entire life. And I've been mean like eight weeks at summer camp type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. very parent trap.
0: Um, like, sleepaway so,
1: camp vibes. Yeah. Like, so my brother and I were camp kids growing up. So I went to sleepaway camp and I would get home and it felt like I was in mourning. Like, I couldn't adjust back to life easily. Yeah. And I got the same after every family vacation. I got the same after, and I still even experience it now. Like, when things threaten my equilibrium, whether it's like getting into a new relationship with someone or, you know, I've spoken about this a bunch of times, how difficult it's been to make friends in a new city, like just upsetting the equilibrium of what I think about myself and who I am. It just like really throws me off and it seeps into every other area. It's exactly that. Like we have this balance,
0: even if it's not perfectly balanced and something kind of throws it off and it is so impossible. I know for me, the smallest things will do it. Even just the small things like going back inside, you know, when you get into your house and we're sitting in our car for 10 hours, that transition from, you know, sitting in our car from going to work to going inside. It's so difficult. And I'm constantly getting stuck in those. And so it's just really important as ADHDers to know that that is really common. And if we do have trouble with certain transitions, there are things we can do to kind of work through it. It just It definitely takes time.
1: You know what they say? The only constant in life is change. So it's like, I get, you know, that this will keep happening forever. And I hope it does. I don't want to stay. Oh God, in 10 years, I don't think when I'm, you know, 37 or whatever, I'm going to want to be the person I am now. Like, I hope I change. Like, I know that, you know, but it's just when it's happening, it feels impossible.
0: That reminded me. Remember that time you said your age wrong on the podcast? Oh my God.
1: I've done that four times since then. The most recent one was yesterday. My dad and I were in the supermarket and I said I was 28. I'm 27, guys. I'm pretty sure. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I need you to confirm because now I feel like I'm gaslighting myself.
0: No, I'm pretty sure last time we fig- we did the math.
1: Um, and my dad was like, you are not 28. I think you're 27. And I was like, am I? Like, I don't do it on purpose. I'm not trying to add years. I did it to a guy that I was kind of seeing. He's like, how old are you? And I was like, I don't know, 28, I think. And he's brought it up since then. And I know that I said that. And now I do not know. Sam won't correct
0: him. (laughs) (laughs) He won't make a correction. I think, like, it's so funny. Just be like, I cannot believe I said my age wrong. End of conversation.
1: I mean, and if I say that out loud, like, I'm sure everyone is giggling. And I'm sure everyone has done it before. But for me, I feel so like embarrass. I don't know what it, I just want to die a little bit. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Uh Well, anyway, back to trans, speaking of age, transitioning. Transitions. We don't need to roast Sam
0: anymore. Mm -hmm. One thing that I think is absolutely critical in helping us work through transitions is we have to kind of stay ahead of ourselves in terms of like, we have to be smarter than ourselves. What I mean by that is if we know that there's a certain transition where we are constantly getting stuck whether it's you know before it maybe it's getting out of bed or maybe it's going back into work or maybe it's starting a work task that we really don't want to do after a break or maybe it's a bigger thing like moving or something like that we have to think what are some things that are going to cause me to get stuck and sometimes that's sitting down. And sometimes that's opening up our phone, opening up social media. Sometimes that's starting a Netflix show. So what's going to help ourselves kind of work through that in a supportive way?
1: Totally. My dad always says this to me. When I come back to Austin from visiting my family, like whether it's here at Kansas City or wherever, and I like, it's really just an isolation thing. Like I come back from being around people that I love, that love me to living alone again. Um, It really, really affects me. And I don't mean like I feel a little melancholy. I mean it like Stops me in my tracks. So my dad will always call me and he'll be like, "Okay, you know that you get like this. So what can we do to make sure you don't get like this?" And so I always like make a plan with a friend for the night after I get back in town, Um, and then I eat a very specific food. I always get pad thai takeout when I get back in town because my fridge is empty and my apartment feels kind of weird, and you know I feel weird. So living in that liminal space for a little bit is okay for me because I've recognized that changing my environment so drastically like that is really, really painful and difficult for me to get through. So I have these like, one, two, three things where I just feel like I'm really taking care of myself. And they are the same every time. And that adds like a lot of stability, you know, into something that is really, really volatile. Absolutely. I am so
0: we're so on the same page today, because this is exactly what I was going to talk about. How annoying is it when I say things like, you know, just spend a little bit of extra time on the front end planning? I recognize as an ADHD coach how annoying that sounds. But so often we're overcomplicating it. It really can be a plan of three things that you just mentioned, right? I was
1: just going to say, none of those three things is like working out, waking up early, you know, whatever. It's literally treating myself.
0: Exactly. And it's also what it's doing is... Our brain in these transitions, it's kind of like we can kind of compare it to like our brain is rebooting, you know, what our brain is trying so hard to work through that transition to do all the executive functioning skills that we need to do, right. And so if we can do anything that helps us know what to expect and helps us know what's coming next, that's the whole goal. So we're not sitting there thinking about, okay, like, how am I going to work through this? Like there's a million steps, whatever. Sometimes it's just stand up. Sometimes it's just put, put your shoes on. Sometimes it's just call a friend while you walk out of the house. For me, let's say, you know, morning movement. If I don't get like any type of movement in the day, like I will struggle, right? It really makes it, it'll make me feel more anxious or whatever it is. It just helps me to get that movement in. And so that's when I think of like, what is a couple things that's going to help me get to the gym? It's really like having my clothes laid out, Mm -hmm. having my shoes ready to go, having my AirPods charged, like all those things. If they weren't
1: done, they can throw me off. Making it easier for yourself. Exactly. I'm really curious because I feel like we've talked a lot about like in this episode about like the little changes, but I'm really curious and I don't think you can prepare for that. Like how do you prepare for something like moving? And And I don't mean making moving easier on yourself, but I mean, like, are, have you thought at all, and this will, we don't really talk about this type of like real life processing emotion. You guys don't really see us process things as they're happening. We're kind of always talking to you guys about the lessons that we've learned from situations in the past, but, you know, this is a really unique opportunity. I think like, how are you feeling about making that emotional change and the physical change and stuff? It's going to
0: be. A big change because right now I am so close to my mom, like this huge emotional support that I have all the time whenever I need it. And Mm -hmm. of course I can call her and I'm so lucky that I can call her and everything, but there are absolutely going to be times where I'm going to be like really sad and I just know it, you know what I mean? So part of it is I think controlling what I can control, which is the basics, keeping my exercise routine pretty much the same and all all that daily routine. Right. These aren't things that I'm like, I should do it. These are things that I know make a difference. It is so much harder for me to regulate my emotions if I don't have enough sleep. That's why we didn't do the podcast earlier. Like, it wasn't just that yeah. I was scared. It's because my brain was not going to be able to have this conversation. Like, that's just how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: totally. So- like. I get really, really sad, like really sad and teary and I cry a lot. And it's not comfortable for me, especially since I know where it's coming from and I can't fix it. So, you know, I think also you're so right, like recognizing the way that you react to this stuff is just as important.
0: Right. And I recognize too that it is so annoying sometimes to hear like, oh, focus on, you know, eating, sleep, movement, all that stuff. But like I said, these are things that I do feel a difference when I don't do it.
1: I was just going to say like, we all want you to tell us something that we haven't thought of, you know, Mm -hmm. I want you to say, oh, if you eat 10 pickles and then um, turn around three times in a circle, you won't feel this way anymore. You know, that's silly. But do you know what I mean? Like I, of course, eating and of course, sleep and of course, maintaining contact with people that you love and going easy on yourself. But like, I want you to tell me this is, I think, where the frustration with this type of stuff comes in. I want you to fix it and I want you to tell me a remedy that I haven't thought of yet because then it would work, you know, and it wouldn't be so hard all the time.
0: And this is the thing is like what works for each of us is so different. Like I like to think of it as like there's like a bunch of different like potions, you know, filled with like Mm -hmm. a ton of different things that we have to put into it. Like for an extrovert, that's going to include more of those social things and being around people and the, you know, having that high energy stuff. For me, that doesn't look like that, right? It's actually quite the opposite, like having my quiet time, having my space and all that stuff. So it just kind of takes time to figure out what impacts us the most. But my first piece of advice for being able to recognize that is just get used to thinking about it. And so like at the end of the day or even at the beginning of the day, whenever you find it convenient, if you had a situation where maybe you didn't handle it the way you wanted or maybe you felt like you were stuck for longer... Just be open. Just be curious. Instead of sitting there and being frustrated with ourselves, just think about what about my routine was a little bit different today? What, you know, what helped? What made it harder? You know, just start there.
1: I love that you said that, like, don't get frustrated and angry and sad. Just be, like, open and curious and, like, question it a little bit. Like, I feel like we live so close to our emotions sometimes, like, they're really just bubbling underneath the surface that it's really yeah. difficult to, like, take a step back, get some perspective, and be like, okay, I'm going to question this. I'm going to wonder about it, but I don't have to make any decisions. I don't have to get angry. I don't have to control it. Definitely. Definitely. And the other thing too is just me
0: being realistic of the fact that I'm 26 and moving to a city that I've always wanted to live in. Like, I'm not going to be over here, you know, checking off my perfect morning routine. Like I do, I, I want to have fun. I want to go out. And so it's also like, how can I do some of these other things to, to balance that out and to yeah. it the same? Because I do want to go have fun too. And so it's just, I don't know, I have to, I have to kind of figure out what this new type of life is gonna look like for me
1: this will be really interesting I think for all of us in the community to like check in with you weekly about how it's going Mm -hmm. you know because like this is really the first major 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 thing that's happened for for you
0: did you feel like it was a really hard transition that first
1: move well okay let's talk about it I moved to Austin okay I moved to Austin a month later my relationship of two and a half years ended. Yep. Um, I was in Australia a couple of weeks after that and my apartment flooded. I mean, I can't really explain to you. And then I got a puppy. So, was- and then, and then I quit my job. And so all of this stuff happened within four months of me moving to Austin. And I felt like I didn't know how to exist anymore.
0: That was brutal. That was absolutely brutal.
1: I mean, there are like so many little things that happened too that I kind of just was like, I feel like I'm a different person now. And, you know, I'll try and explain that to people. And I don't necessarily even mean that in a motivational way. I genuinely think all of that at once changed my brain chemistry. It altered who I am as a person. Some of those things are good. Some of those things are bad. Like some of the things that happened as a result, I'm not, I don't love, but, you know, this is who I am now. I think- It's difficult to look back on it so far after, which I get in the grand scheme of life, a year and a half is not that long. But like when you're living it, it feels like, you know, forever ago. I, um, the only thing I can really think of, and you know, I'm so hard on myself is I'm embarrassed about the way that I handled some stuff. Like I wish that I could have done it differently, but I always say this to everyone. I do the best that I can with the tools I have at the time. And so I think asking me, Retroactively, the main thing I can think of is like, oh, I wish I would have done this better, or, you know, I shouldn't have done this, or I should have done this, or, you know, whatever. But I just have to keep reminding myself, like, I really did the best that I could. And next time this happens, because it will happen again, I'll know what to do a little bit better than I did before.
0: It's so wild how we feel like we can't couldn't handle something and then we go through it and it's like, okay, you know, like after we go through all the terrible feelings of actually going through it, it's like,
1: wow, you know, I, I kind of did handle that a little bit. I handled it. I I wouldn't, I probably didn't handle it the best way, the most economical way, the most efficient way. You know, I feel, and a lot of it is like socially, I feel like some of the relationship choices and the friendship choices that I made when I was going through all of that probably weren't the smartest, you know, I didn't treat myself with the most respect. I probably didn't treat others around me with the most respect. Like I'm not saying that I did anything terrible, but you know, like I probably did go out a bit too much or I isolated myself too much sometimes, or, you know, I wasn't taking care of my health as much as I should have just because I felt like everything was changing so rapidly, but yeah. there are, you know, a really there are a bunch of dark times. Like I remember a lot of really, like really sad, depressing nights, I was just wondering, like, and I still feel this, and I ask you this all the time, like, what am I doing, you know? Mm -hmm. But then I just think, like, I would probably feel this way anywhere in the world. I think a lot of people are blessed with knowing exactly who they are and exactly what they want to do the minute that they're born. Like, there are some people that just know that. But for the majority of us, I just think we do the best that we can with what we have at the time and isn't that the whole point of all of this that we talk about is just encouraging each other to utilize every tool that we possibly have because it will suck it will be hard you know exactly it is
0: i really also think about obviously i don't personally know anything about being a mom but from what i've heard i think it's a little bit of you know it's not something that a lot of people go into like completely confident like i'm going to do this i think you're kinda- going to be the
1: best mom
0: yeah, like I think a lot of it is survival. Like you kind of just are put in this situation where it's like, well, I'm going to, you know, do this. I'm going to do the all night thing. I'm going to do the all day thing, like all that stuff. And you kind of just survive it. Like it's kind of just yeah. the only way. And so I don't know. That's just what made me think about this. But the one thing that I'm so also happy about is I'm so lucky in that I, you know, with this coaching business and everything. You know, I am able to learn the subway system like on my own time. I'm able to explore on my own time. Like I don't have to go in and within one week learn a commute into a brand new job. You know, like my day-to-day routine as far as like my clients and my, you know, what I'm trying to do with coaching and everything and expanding my coaching business, like all of that is gonna look the same. So I'm definitely grateful in that I I think that'll help the transition a little bit too. Like, can you imagine? Also how stressed I'd be if I was dealing with that transition too, which I know is probably a huge thing that a ton of you guys, our listeners are deal with all the time, right? Like brand new jobs and brand new places. And it just seems like so much.
1: It is. I'm really excited though, because I think that we always say like, oh, we'll do a part two about this stuff. But it's like so unique, the fact that you are literally living this thing that we're, and we live all of the symptoms and all of the struggles that we talk about. But this is such like a particularly situational based thing. I think that like maybe in a month, we'll do like a month check-in to see if all of the stuff, like if you've developed any new coping mechanisms, or if you feel like, You know, some of the stuff that you've suggested needs some amending or blah, blah, blah. I think that would be really cool. Definitely. And it is because I'm not going to do it perfectly.
0: You know, like perfect. (laughs) What? What? But yeah, I'm really excited and I'm excited to take you guys along. And yeah, just a reminder, always with any of these big transitions, just recognize that this is something that our ADHD brains do tend to struggle with. And just be kind to yourself as we work through it. And if we need to bring in some other support, some other people who love you, you know, and just kind of share what that process is like because we got to lean on the people around us sometimes. Sam always does that for me. So I'm so grateful.
1: I'm so grateful. Okay, well, we love you guys and we will talk to you next week when, in the new when, place. When I'll actually be in the new place. Yes, when you will actually be in New York. All right. Have an amazing week, guys, and we will talk to you soon. Bye, everyone.
0: As always, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's episode. You can find me on Instagram at Coaching Alana, and you can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, write us a review so we can help share this information with more of you. As always, thank you so much for the support, and we will talk to you next week.